Hey y'all, it's Madison, and welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. You guys, it has been a minute. Um, (laughs) Gabby released an episode like two weeks ago, I think now. I haven't been on here since March, Um, but as Gabby kind of mentioned a couple of weeks ago, she's been really busy. We've both been really busy. Um, she started a new job. I didn't necessarily start like a new job or anything, but, um, I, you know, have kind of expanded what I've been doing in my job and it's taken up a lot of time. And I've also just been trying to take this time to recoup from this semester. Um, cause I'm now done with another college semester and this one was rough, you guys. Um, I can talk about that in another episode, but that's what we need to know for right now. It was rough and I needed some time to recoup and just gather everything back together. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get started on this episode today. Um, this episode is titled The Beauty in Surrender and it's kind of ironic because Gabby's was all about trusting God in the changing of seasons, and mine is kind of similar, but it's more, I mean, it's trusting God in the surrender, um, of everything, and anyways, it's just, it's kind of ironic, because we're sort of going through the same thing at the same time. Um, so as I've kind of brought up, I think, before that there's just been a lot of changes as far as college goes for me. Um, if you don't remember, or if I haven't brought it up before, like I think I have, but it's been a long time, so I can't remember if I've brought it up before, but just a brief overview. I was going to go transfer to one of two colleges, or one of two universities, um, after my second year at a junior college, at a community college, and then God told me no, and it flipped everything upside down, and now I'm no longer going to either of those schools, because he said no. Um, but now I kind of don't know what to do, and yeah, I am someone who likes knowing what's going on. I'm someone who likes to know the plan. I don't like being left in the dark, mostly because it stresses me out. It, I worry, and, um, it honestly makes me really anxious, but I'm trying to get better at that, and I feel like I have been, um, but it has not been without its challenges, (laughs) And that's kind of what God has been taking me through the past, I'd say, six months. But um, what we're talking about in today's episode has been more of the past, like, three weeks. Um, And, yeah, let's just kind of jump into it. So, um, a couple of months ago, there's just been a lot of things where I'm like, God, you told me this. Why hasn't it happened yet? And... I think we all get impatient with timing um, and God's timing because we think something should happen right now. There's been a lot of things that God has promised me that, you know, or he's told me to like, hey, this is a new season. And I'm like, great, where is it? And that was two months ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. Like, where is it? Nothing is happening. What's going on? Um, And he just reminded me he's not, he, or no, he's not, he is outside of time. His season and our season are two very different things, you know, in Isaiah it says, 
my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. God is outside of time. Um, in Psalms 90 verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or you ever had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And this is David, and he's writing this down, and he's just praising God, and he's saying, Before creation was even a thing, you were still God. And, it, and he says, From everlasting to everlasting you are God. And everlasting literally means lasting forever or for a very long time, which our human brain, like how, how do you wrap your mind around forever? Like that's something that I've often thought about, like, oh my gosh, we're going to spend eternity in heaven. Those of us that are believers, um, how do you wrap your mind around eternity? Like there is no end. Like it's a fairy tale movie that just keeps playing. There's no happily ever after because there is no ever after. It just keeps going. It's eternal. It just, it, infinity, like there's no end. And it says from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And that's something that humans, we often can't wrap our minds around that, that God is not bound by time, but even so, he is still God. And so, I don't know, that still blows my mind, but he is outside of time. And then in 2 Timothy 1.9, it says, Who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages even began. And this is Paul writing to Timothy, and he's, you know, reminding, um, Paul does this a lot, reminds his disciples and even reminds himself or the church of their mission. And this is, you know, just another, you know, example of that. He's saying he's, you know, given us a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose for us, which he gave to us before time even began. So God is outside of time and because God is so out he's outside of time he's sovereign over everything um, including time he is worthy of our surrender and that means our surrender of our hopes um, for our families for our friends for our own life for our dreams like that means surrendering everything. There is such a beauty in trusting God in the unknown because the possibility that can, it, it like there's just this possibility and it's a big possibility because God is the God of impossible things, things that we can't even make happen on our own. He can make happen so much um, better than we can. It, it's better than we could have even imagined, but there's beauty in trusting in God in that unknown time because of the possibility that become that can become so much better than your wildest dreams like just let that sink in that because you trust god in the unknown because you say you know what i don't know what is happening with my life right now or these dreams but i'm surrendering them to you because you can do so much more than i could have ever imagined than what I can. Um, there's this song called The Joy of Surrender and it's by Upper Room and it's mostly like, I think 
it's really just like a spontaneous song. Um, and you know, they sing one of the classics and I love it. It goes like, I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. And I love that, that one verse of the song because it says, I'm standing with my arms high, like arms high in war when, you know, the two sides are fighting. What would the person do? They would take a white flag and they would wave their arms up in the air, surrendering. Um, but I love that the surrender comes first and it comes because you're in awe of Jesus, just because of who he is, because it, it says, I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in your heart that that holds everything your hopes your dreams your aspirations um your love like everything you're abandoning it all you're leaving it at the altar because you're so in awe of who jesus is um and the next verse it says i'll stand my soul lord to you surrender all that i am is yours and uh, to me that's just the perfect depiction of what surrender is And then, um, this part is kind of long because I'm just going to read it all and I just want it to kind of sink in. I'm not really going to, like, pick it apart or anything. Um, but this is part of the song. And so it says, this is the joy of surrender. It's in this place where I can't do things, not in my own strength, but in your own strength. It's where I get my freedom. And some of you are asking, how do I get free? Well, let me tell you this evening, it's in Jesus and it's in surrendering everything to him. All of the questions, all of the feelings, everything in the past, in the present, in the future, it's surrender out of your hands and into his right now. Just lift up your hands and begin to give him everything. The things that you don't understand, the questions, the worries, the abuse, the pain, let it go, let it go. Just praise the Lord and just praise the Lord. This is the joy of surrender. And it's so true. There is so much beauty and freedom and joy in surrendering because that means relinquishing control and giving up all of the worry that is behind the control because, like, honestly, like, why do we control things? It's because we're worried about the outcome. Like, I was just talking to someone, um, and we were joking about, you know, different ways that we are kind of controlling, and it wasn't anything crazy, but I, she was just joking and saying, oh, you know, if my kids are trying to do something, but they're not doing it right, I'm like, okay, don't, don't worry about it. Like, I'll, I'll just do it because I want it done right. Why are we controlling? Because we're worried about the outcome. Have you ever tried to control an outcome without worrying whether or not it would go your way? Like, think about that, honestly. Like, has there ever been a time where you've tried to control an outcome without worrying about if it's going to happen the way that you want it to? Luke 12 um, verse 25 through 26 says, who out of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And this is Jesus and he's, and he's talking 
um, to a crowd of people and he's, you know, trying to teach them a lesson. Like, why, why are you worrying since you cannot do, and he says, since you cannot do this very little thing, which, who is Jesus? Jesus is, he was part man, but he was also, or no, he was fully man, but he was also fully God while he was here on this earth. And when he talks about worrying, um, and he says, like, what, how can worrying add a single hour to your life since you cannot do this very little thing, which means it's not very, he says it's very little, which means it's a very little thing to God. Like, God is the one who is ultimately in control of your life. God is the one who can add, who, who keeps everything in orbit. He puts in the hours and the days and the minutes and the seconds into your life. He puts the breath in your lungs. He puts the blood in your veins. Um, he makes sure your brain knows exactly when to tell your heart to start beating. And he knows when it's time to tell your brain to stop telling your heart to start beating, to, to stop beating. Like, God is the one who's ultimately in control of all of this. And Jesus says, since you cannot do this very little thing, very little thing, what is that? Add a single hour to your life. Since you cannot do this very little thing, which means that's a little thing to God. God can do it. And since you can't do it, why do you worry about it all? Because God is the one who is in control. I think it's a natural, very, very natural human instinct to worry um, if it wasn't, why would Jesus talk about it and say, what are you doing? Like, how is worrying helping you at all? Um, and I'll kind of close with this story, I guess, um, to just kind of connect it and pull it back into my life and things that have been happening with me recently. So recently I took a big step towards one of my dreams. Um, it's a big desire of mine. And ultimately, it's a really big part of my calling. And I'm still not sure to this day um, if that step that I took is going to produce the results that I want. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to... I'm not sure if the outcome... Well, one, I know the outcome is not in my hands, but I'm not sure of what the outcome will be, which definitely has had me kind of anxious the last few weeks. Um, but God has really been teaching me in this past week and a half, two weeks, that I need to surrender that dream to him. And it doesn't mean that he's not going to make it happen. Um... I very truly believe that God puts dreams in our hearts because it's what he wants for us. Like when we are so, when, when we dig in to his word and we just, when we draw closer to him, our heart's desires will start to align with his for our life. Because if we're close with him, we're not going to make decisions that are out of his will for us because our our will and our wants will start to align with his will if that makes sense um god had reminded me of the story of abraham as he was about to sacrifice his miracle baby and his only son isaac to god and let me just kind of put this in perspective for y'all isaac was very 
sorry, not Isaac. <laughs> Abraham, I almost said Jacob that time too. Abraham was very, 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 very old. Um, I'm not remembering his exact age when he had Isaac. I want to say he was in his hundreds and I want to say Sarah was in her 90s, like mid to late 90s. I could be wrong. Uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong, but they were old. They should not have been able to have a child. Like you see people having kids when they're 50 and you're like, oh my gosh, how are you able to have a kid? You're 50 years old. Okay. These guys were way older than that. Um, and so it really was a miracle. Not only was Isaac a miracle, it was his promise from God. It, it was Abraham's promise from God because an angel came to them and told them this time next year, you're going to have a baby. And God even promised like your descendants will be so much greater than the stars. Like you are going to have so many descendants. You can't even count them because they're just going to be, it's, it's going to be endless. They'll be countless. And so it's like, that was his promise. That was his miracle baby. And Abraham can see it. And he's like, oh my, okay, Isaac, he's getting a little bit older now. Um, you know, like he's really starting to see God's faithfulness and in his promises. And then God tells him, go take your only son take him up to this mountain, put him on the altar, and sacrifice him. And Abraham is like, God, what are you doing to me? Like, this is my baby. This is your promise to me. And now you want to take it away? And God's like, trust me. And Abraham's like, you know what? I do trust you because you're worthy of the trust. You're worthy of everything. And he takes Isaac up the mountain and poor Isaac is like, dad, what's going on? Where's the ram? And Isaac's like, God's going to provide. Not really knowing if God was going to provide. He just knows I'm going to go sacrifice my one and only son because God told me to, because I have to trust that God sees the whole picture because he is God and I am not. And so they go up this mountain and Abraham is seconds away from taking Isaac's life. And then a ram comes out of nowhere and gets caught on a bush. So God catches the ram for them and it's getting caught in the bush because, you know, I'm sure if a ram was just walking by and Abraham's like, oh, look, sacrifice, the ram probably would have run away. It would have gotten spooked. Um, but it got caught in the bush um, and in the thistle and God just provided. He was like, oh, here you go. And it just reminded me, it, it just, it really brought things into per perspective. Perspective? Pers perspective. Um, Abraham was so willing to sacrifice his son, relinquish all control, because God is worthy of that level of trust. And that's when God provided. And God has taught me that by holding on to this dream um, that I have, worrying if it will come to pass, losing sleep and becoming so restless and anxious over the outcome. It just showed the need that I had for surrender of this dream. So I surrendered that dream, that dream to God and I just prayed like, I know you put this in my heart and therefore I know that you will open a door to make it come to pass. And this hurts me to say, but if this is not the right door that I'm trying to open, I trust that you're going to feel that you're going to reveal another door. 
and immediately I just felt so much peace when I reached that place of surrender and God gently reminded my heart that Abraham was provided with that ram for the sacrifice when he showed his obedience and willingness to sacrifice his beloved for God. And so I just hope that this encourages you um, and I really recommend that you guys listen to The Joy of Surrender on uh, Spotify, YouTube, it's by Upper Realm, it is so good, um, and it's just really a good reminder, like, I have been in this constant, I, I think as a believer, you should be living in a constant state of surrender, like, God, what have I not surrendered to you yet, and just live in that constant state, um, if it's a dream, if it's an idea, if it's a hope, um, and it doesn't mean that you're giving it up and, and leaving it behind. It doesn't mean that God just wants to take things from you. He's not mean. Um, it reminds me of the verse, you know, if a child asks his father for food, that his father isn't going to give him a snake. So how much more is your heavenly father going to provide for you? If he dresses the lilies with splendor, how much more will he clothe you? And if he provides for every sparrow, even though sparrows do not reap and sow a single thing, aren't you so much more, aren't you worth so much more than that sparrow? God has his eye on you. He watches everything that you do and he loves you so much. And if he has put dreams in your heart, he is going to bring those to pass in the most beautiful way that you probably would not have even imagined. But you have to surrender first. You have to give up. Be, be willing to give it all up. Be willing to say, God, I know this is my dream, but you're more important. And worry and anxiety is getting in my way. Control is getting in my way. And I keep trying to control the outcome of my own life when I know it's like I'm trying to steer the rudder of the boat when I know you're the one who is in front of the steering wheel. So me trying to like forcefully take the rudder of the boat and turn it in the direction that I want it to go, if you turn that wheel, it's not going to do, like my efforts are going to be completely useless. And so I just pray that this blesses you, that this maybe encourages you in some way, shape, or form. Um, be sure to tune in next week. Gabby is going to be putting out an episode, um, and we are hoping to start a series soon. It just, there's a lot of planning for this series, and we want to make sure that we are really going about it the right way, um, but we're hoping to do a series soon, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye!